Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Haunted Estate with me. You know who I am, Selena Myers, your host. Today, like every other day, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about creepy stuff. We're going to talk about paranormal stuff. We're going to talk about everything in between because... Why else would this show be called The Haunted Estate? Duh. Sorry. I'm in a weird mood. It's early. I got out of bed. I drank coffee. Selena doesn't drink coffee because Selena gets wired and excited, but I wanted to get things done today. What does coffee do to you? It does a lot to me. I think we all know what I'm talking about. Anyways, tonight on the show, your stories, my stories, and everything in between. First, we are going to start with a story from... Sammy. Sammy is someone who has sent me a lot of stories, and I've decided to do one per episode. We are calling it the Saga of Sammy. She uh, writes her stories very, very well, and I really enjoy her stories. So let's jump into this first one, which is actually the second. Her first one was in the last episode. Hello again from the same Sammy who spun stories of scary shadow people and a wayward woman in white. I'm back with another tale of my haunted house. The subject on this one seems to focus more on residual energy than ghostly entity. I hope I'm not bothering you too much with all these stories. No, Sammy. I love it. We all love it. You're really bringing a lot to the podcast. And don't forget, if you have a story, you know what you should do with it. You should call me toll-free, 1-877-260-3428. You can visit thehauntedestate.com. Top right corner, there's a little envelope. Click it, send it. If that's too hard, just jot my email down. Selena, C-E-L-I-N-A at thehauntedestate.com. While my brothers and father never seem to have issues with this house, my mother and I have. Now being a psychologist, a college professor, and having helped the mentally sick, she will never admit to anything. But I've noticed that she doesn't want to admit to. She will happily discuss the sun, Pavel's research, or which even Stephen Hawking book is the best. But she will never utter a word about the ghost that yells out mom when she's alone or on the steps she hears at night. I will, though. I will recount what she would rather forget. I lived in the basement of the house, only coming up for a quick meal or snack. My mother lived in the upstairs, only leaving if necessary. Our words never, our worlds never collided, unless forced, and that worked well for us. Living as a dysfunctional family in a large house, we would often yell at another person from wherever we were in the house. Not to chastise, but to ask a quick question, then not talk again until needed. There would often be a loud, Dad, where's my tape measure? Or, Jesse, get your clothes out of the dryer. It was rather common for both my mother and me 
or just one of the other to be left alone in the house. My dad was always at work, and my brother, being the teen he was, would find every excuse not to be home. It was a daily occurrence for me to hear my mother shouting my name, or her, me, shouting to her. The voice rarely belonged to us, though. I hear my name, and a reply, and she said she didn't call. She'd hear me shout out and ask what I needed, and I told her it wasn't me. I know she heard it. It happened far too often for it to just be a mistake. We even would hear it when playing loud music with headphones on. Once, when I was alone, I was playing music as loud as possible while taking a shower. I heard her call my name, clear as day, through all that noise. The energy increased as time increased. Living in a dysfunctional family meant stress at home, and that means more for the house to feed on. There were times when I was alone, and I would hear my mother in the computer room upstairs, typing on her computer like she always was. I'd pop my head up and see nothing, and hear nothing. No tiny click-clack of the keyboard. This happened a lot, and even got to the point that when I looked, I swear I could see the back of her auburn hair, just for a second. My favorite instance was the bells on the door. At Christmas time, my mother insisted on putting a wreath made of silver bells putting a wreath up made of silver bells. It was placed on the door leading to the landing from the garage. Every time someone used the door, there was a very distinct clatter of bells with a soft jingle as they returned to their resting position. This was in place from Thanksgiving evening to some early time in July. The noise could be heard well into April. Usually while alone at night, clattering of a hundred hundred silver bells could sound through the house. The soft jingle as they rested. Sometimes it would be heard over and over again as if a person kept pacing and slipping into the garage only to come back in. I live with three cats and around this time they all seem to keep a keen eye on the landing. It's fairly easy to see from the basement where I lived. The door never opened but the noise was present and the cats never watchful. They cautiously avoided the landing as much as they could going from the upstairs to the basement. Fast forward a couple years. My older brother moved out. My other brother moved out. I graduated and moved out. My parents divorced and my dad was left alone in the house. He quickly found a new wife and moved in together a few towns away, leaving the house to me. I had moved into the upstairs, taking the computer with me. A friend of mine and her two-year-old daughter moved into the basement since they needed lodging for a short time and I had the space. I never told her about the house's activity, not to trick or anything, It just never came up. A few months after living with each other, she had an experience. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She had come upstairs one day to make Alice and herself some food. With the way the house is set up, there's only a glimpse into the living room while walking up from the basement to the kitchen. It's a quick glance at the top of the stairs and a small window-like hole dividing the kitchen and the living room. It's not much, and once you're in the kitchen, you can't see anything from the living room anymore. She had come up and caught a glance of me sitting on the couch with my head in my laptop. This is how I usually spend my time. She had gone in the kitchen, had a conversation with me, hearing yes and no and hums of the listening variety. Not five minutes later, I came home. The garage door grunting as it opened, my old car sputtering and moaning as I pulled in and parked, the door loudly opening and closing, me talking loudly to who was with me. My roommate's face dropped when she looked at me coming through the door. She quickly asked me how long I'd been out. Her heart stopped when I told her I was gone most of the day, just arriving home. She recounted me what to happen and retreated downstairs. That's all I have for residual energy stories I can think of. I hope this is the kind of content you can fill your show with. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Sammy. I love stories like that that are kind of like doppelgangers. I recently learned something really interesting. Um, thing that I've been kind of applying to my what I think of things. And there's what I call a static house. And a static house is kind of a house where you don't move around your furniture or paint your walls very often. And I'm curious if this is maybe something you dealt with. Maybe this house, you know, you didn't paint very often or change furniture or decor. And I find that when you don't do that, it's really easy for the energy to build up because there's nothing dispersing the energy. And I feel like when that happens, everything just builds, 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 builds. And I love the doppelganger story. But if there were a lot of like negative feelings in your house and that kind of stuff, you're, you're definitely going to have things to feed off. So that's something that I'm really wondering if, Sammy, maybe you could tell us about. But then it also brings the idea forward that, oh, well, your dad left. So I'm sure he took a lot of stuff with him, which would definitely change up the energy in the house. So that was more of like a doppelganger type thing going on there. Anyway, Sammy, we really enjoy your stories. And I'm excited to hear your next story on the next show. I try not to read them so it can be fresh for the show. Call and tell us your ghost story at one 877 Three four two eight, and visit thehauntedestate.com. Next, we are going to move on to some ghost stories, of course, because what else? Anyways, wow, I drank coffee. I'm sorry if I'm reading really fast. I'm trying to slow myself down. It's like my nose is itchy and my hands are itchy, and this is what I think crack is like, guys. I think that coffee, for me, is what crack addicts go for. It's so much more than energy. It's like, that was a weird noise. If you want to know, I was shaking my hands violently in the air, which did make my monstrous double chins jiggle, which made that luscious sound that I'm very sad that you just had to witness. Anyways, any article that I use on the show can be found at thehauntedstate.com. Click on blog episode links and you will find it there. I have a puppy on my lap right now who's trying to escape and she's gone. All right. A little glimpse into my world. Yes, for the last hour and a half, I was watching Intervention and crying with my dog on my lap. Anyways, you know what? We don't need to talk about that weak moment. Back to the show. Let's start. 17 real life ghost stories that will share the F word out of you. (laughs) Number one, the imposter. I woke up one night having to pee and I brought my phone into the bathroom. 
While walking down the hall and texting, I bumped into a girl in a white dress. I didn't look up, said sorry, and kept going. It occurred to me moments later that I was home alone and not in my bustling high school. The next day, when my boyfriend came, up, came over to pick me up for the movies, he asked why I'd been staring at him through the upstairs window and why I'd changed out of my white dress. But I don't even own a white dress. Ooh, guys, that one's creepy. I, I had to have a little giggle inside my brain, but I know I needed to talk appropriately. But when you're walking down the hall of your house and you bump into something, but you're so deep in your phone you think you're high school, that is what's wrong with the world. I have been off sick for a very long time, and I'm usually in my front living room with the blinds open, and I live on a very busy street, well, semi-busy street, and when high school lets out, I have about 50 kids who walk by. Guys, every single kid has their head down in their phone, and you know what's even worse? I have, like, purposely sat for an hour on my couch and watched people drive by and literally someone drives by every second and I'm not kidding 75 to 80 percent of these people are on their phones while they're driving in like pretty much a school zone pretty much a school zone <sighs> the world's a weird place folk a very weird place anyways let's move on to the next story which is titled the intruder I was home alone watching TV when I saw something moving in the master bedroom. I strained my eyes to see a man walking out of the closet to the other side of the room. He stopped and looked at me, put his finger to his lips, then turned around. There was blood on his face, and the back of his head was missing. He vanished back into the closet. We moved, and then we found out there was a mysterious small hole in the ceiling in our bedroom where a previous tenant had shot himself. Jesus. Number three. The friendliest client. I'm a mortician. My most disturbing experience was when I was preparing a child for viewing. I felt someone pull my hair. A couple minutes later, I heard a giggle, and the door slammed shut. All my machines stopped, and it was dead quiet. After I was done, and the body was dressed, I felt a tap on my shoulder and a warmth around my middle, approximately where a child would stand if they were hugging you. Oh, that's so sad. Um... Anything that has to do with a child is just, that's so depressing. Just an end of life like that. I've been really bummed lately. I live in a town called Woodstock, Ontario, Canada. You might have heard of it if you're local. If not, then it's in Canada, Ontario. We have 38,000 people, at least that's what our city sign says. And we've had five suicides since January. That's one a month. Sorry for my dogs barking in the background. There's not much I can do to stop that. They bark so much. Um, but yeah, we've, we've had five suicides and <sighs> everyone gets so excited about it, like upset and want to do things. But I know within like three weeks, it'll be totally fizzled out. And they've started like a group to fix things. They want to do like a walk and around and a music thing. And it's like, everybody does that. I have a great idea. I have two ideas. Like I want to do a... Um, stand up for standing alone is what I want to call it and we have a town called Dundas a street called Dundas and it's our main street and I just want everyone to come out on a Sunday and just each person take one square of sidewalk and just fill the entire street to just show support that way um anyways that's not paranormal but um something that is paranormal I had a friend pass away in January and I'm just really depressed that 
I haven't really had her come through to me at all. It's not that people usually do, but last year there was a teenager who took her life across the street from my house um, in one of the businesses. And I've seen her three times and I didn't even know her. I met her once. Regardless, we'll talk about that later. Let's get back to the story, the Nightcrawlers. When I was a kid, my family moved into an apartment where a murder had been committed prior to us living there. Every night, my big sister would make me shut our bedroom window, and when I'd look outside, I'd see three feces staring back at me. They had no hair, noses, or mouth. They'd just stare, but never did anything. Well, a few minutes back, my family was talking about the apartment I mentioned. My sister's faces turned to me shock. She said that she had seen faces too, and that's why she always asked me to close the window. <laughs> Five, the mysterious mom moment. A few years ago, I was upstairs at my mom's house, playing on the computer, when I heard the front door open and my mom come in. She yelled, Amber, I'm home, and seemed to be struggling with some groceries. I ran downstairs to help her, but she wasn't there. Her car wasn't in the driveway either. The Devil's Deed Two years ago, I was half asleep when I felt like I was being pulled off my bed by my legs. Suddenly, I shot straight up and started violently choking. It took me a few minutes to catch my breath. It was so bad that my mom woke up to check on me. Here's the scariest part. The next morning, my mom said she didn't remember my coughing fit. But she told me she had a dream that the devil was trying to pull me away from her. Oh, God. There's a little demon visit. Number seven, the Whisper War. When I was a kid, I lived with just my mom. Every few nights... After she went to bed and turned off the TV, I'd hear a man's voice and a woman casually having a quiet conversation in our kitchen area. I always had to concentrate really hard to make sure I wasn't actually hearing something. Because it was so faint, I could barely make out the words. This continued for years, and I thought my mom would believe me if I told her. After we moved out, I finally told her. She said she always experienced the same thing. The Static Scenario a few years ago, I was visiting my brother and his family, who lived in a very old Victorian house. I was snuggling with my niece on a futon in the playroom when, suddenly, in the middle of the night, the TV turned on, full blast with a static screen. My three-year-old niece jumped out of bed and ran to the TV, shutting it off. When I asked her how she knew the TV would turn on, she, suggested, she shrugged, saying, it turns on every night at this time, and fell back to sleep. That's terrifying. I used to have one of those little tiny TVs in my room, and around 4 o'clock, I think it was, a few times a week, it would just turn on, and that was ugh, terrifying. The phone fright. My mom and I were working one day in the store when her cell phone rang. The caller ID said home with our number below it. She looked at me calmly and asked, who's at home? My dad was at work. My sister was at college. My grandma, who used to live with my parents, had passed away six months prior. But then I remembered. We didn't have a home phone. Because after my grandma passed, my mom shot off the landline, since we all had cell phones. When we called the number back, it had been disconnected. Siri the Medium My mom bought me my first iPhone right before she passed away. After we lost her, I'd sometimes randomly find Siri open with a small conversation on the screen. This happened a handful of times. One day, I was scared because I was starting my new job and had left my phone on the desk next to me. Siri was open, and the screen said, What you doing? 
I burst into tears. What you doing is the phrase my mom and I used to use to greet each other on the phone. The pleasant? I had a neighbor who was a lovely old man. He would always work in his garden, and I'd walk past his house daily, so we spoke often. One day I saw him and said, hello, but got no response. Not wanting to bother him, I carried on home. A few days later, I saw a removal van and people outside his home. I was told that the man had gone hiking a week ago, had a heart attack, and died. They had just recovered his body. He had been dead for a week, but I saw him just a day earlier. I mean, old habits die hard. The Scorching Savior In college, I lived in a notoriously haunted dorm. One night, while my roommates were away, I was followed home from a party by a guy I had rejected. He was drunk and aggressive. After I told him to leave, he grabbed my wrists and threw me against my bed. But before anything happened, he was ripped off me. There were two large blisters on his shoulders in the shape of handprints. As though someone had grabbed him and scalded him. He scrambled out quickly. And as I lay in bed crying, I sensed a very maternal presence rubbing my back. I was too distraught to care what it might have been. The Super Spooky Snuggle A few years ago, my boyfriend and I, inexplicably, awoke in a panic in the middle of the night. We looked at each other, and in that moment, a large framed photo hanging on the wall crashed to the ground. I told him I had been having a horrible nightmare where he was being stabbed to death. He freaked out, saying he was having the exact same dream, except I was being stabbed. Later on, we both heard my mom yelling from downstairs. She sounded scared and kept calling my name. This was particularly scary because we lived in California, and my mom lived in England. Nobody was inside the house but us. He refused to sleep in my house ever again. Tough guy. He'll protect you. Marry that one. <laughs> the numbers nightmare. When my son was a few months old, I was trying to record his laugh on my phone. I used to bounce him on my knee and say numbers before each bounce. When I played the recording back, you can hear my son laughing as I count. One, two, three, and after I said three, you could hear a man's voice clearly say four. There was no one else in the house. The fast food fright. Sounds like my life. <laughs> I was sleeping alone in a room I shared with my six-year-old sister, but she wasn't home. She had a toy McDonald's cash register with a drive through radio that'd play a recording if you pressed the button. I was dozing off when I heard, Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? From inside our closet. I investigated, took it out of the box, and turned it on before setting it back on the shelf, and turned it off before setting it back on the shelf where it shouldn't be disturbed. About 20 minutes later, I'm falling asleep, and I heard a voice whisper, I would like chicken nuggets, please. Oh my god, can we just have a moment? That's the funniest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> because, like, if I was a ghost, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, can I, okay, about 20 minutes later, I'm falling asleep, and I hear a voice whisper, I would like chicken McNuggets, please. 
guys, could you imagine being dead and just like wanting McDonald's so bad? And you just ask, like personally, if that was me, I would go out and I would get chicken McNuggets and I would like just put them on the table and be like, this is through you. Can you not whisper about nuggets in my ear? Okay, I'm, I spend too much time alone. All right, next. The Margie and the Friendly Ghost. I used to share a paper route with my brothers, and we delivered to a lady named Margie. Since she was old and lived alone, one of us would take the paper inside and check on her. One day I went in, and she was asleep on the bed, so I put the paper on the table and left. The next day she was asleep again, hadn't opened the paper from the day before. The following day, I went in and Margie was awake. She said she was very happy and gave me a big hug. But the next morning, there were kids, there were cars outside her house. Apparently, Margie had died in her bed three or four days before. I had spoke to her and hugged her 24 hours early, earlier when she was already dead. Those are awesome. Do you have a ghost story? Call us toll free at one 877 360 and visit us at com. So I just want to take this opportunity to remind you guys to share with your friends. That's how we get out there. You tell your friends, your family, you share on Facebook, you share on Twitter, you share on Instagram, you share on Tumblr, you share on Instagram. I already said that. Whatever, J-Rock. Anyways, I want to take this opportunity to also give a little shout out. Oh no, guys. I think my mouse is dying. I have a Mac. So this stuff is Bluetooth, and I just replaced the batteries, and it's not working. Anyways, big shout out to the United States, as the United States is my top downloader for the last seven days. Top city, Stockholm, Sweden. In the last seven days, um, a certain person, or a few people, have listened to 229 episodes, which is wonderful. We are up to, like, thousands of downloads per episode. This is fantastic. And our top downloading app is iphone and our second is stitcher i'm trying to see what else we have here our top app is plex i've never even heard of that and who played the most almost whitely and alexis morley i know her and our top episode is jealous ghost haunted high school as of right now and what else what else murder house is the next Haunted Amusement Park. I'm sorry. It's just fun looking at the stats. Um, and another big shout out. Thank you to Sammy for her stories. She will be again in the next episode because she keeps sending them and I keep loving them. So I hope you guys are having a miraculous day, a wonderful weekend whenever this goes up. I do pre-record. I take a day and do a few. So I'm not always worried about having one. I was sick for a while. So I had a backlog of them. Anyways, I love you guys. Have an absolutely wonderful day, weekend, whatever. And I will see you on the next episode of The Haunted Estate. Come back next time. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.